You're listening to the Call Kent podcast, where Kent C. Dodds answers questions and gives insights to software engineers like you. Now, let's hear the call. How do you, you how do you reuse uh, components in between different projects intelligently and like manage them and whatnot? Uh, I know that there's Bit and Bitly, and I've played around with that. But um, perhaps there's better technology out there that you're aware of that I'm not. Uh, yeah, but how do you reuse uh, components between different uh, projects uh, and manage them so that you can like not just have them, but also update them and edit them and whatnot? Thanks. And that was the call. Here's what Kent had to say. Hey there, Brandon. This is Kent. Uh, all right. So how do you reuse components between different projects? So uh, you mentioned a bit.dev, which um, I have seen in the past. Uh, it seems interesting. Um, I'm not sure that this is the way that I would go. Um, I don't know. It, like I said, it seems interesting, but it, it just... Um, uh, it just seems non-standard, I guess, uh, for lack of a, a better term. But uh, to be clear, I haven't actually, um, well, no, like at, at PayPal, my job was the component library at PayPal. So I, I definitely have experience with this. Um, and what I did was, um, I yeah, we made a component library uh, where we could just install uh, any or all of these components all over uh, the organization all over PayPal, and that's what they're doing. Um, so this is called PP React uh, because I I didn't think it was a bad name at the time, but yeah, that's a bad name. <laughs> um, but it um, it was a Lerna repo, and we um, used uh, we just had a package for every individual component. Um, we used regular CSS files. Um, every consumer of the package was uh, using Webpack uh, and a Webpack that I controlled, like a Webpack um, configuration that I controlled. Um, and so I knew that they were all going to have the CSS loader and everything. Um, and so I could just import the CSS files directly into my component and knew that every consumer was going to be able to, uh, to get those CSS, uh, that CSS portion. Um, if not, you could go with the, the reach UI route, which is um, you don't import it directly and you tell people that they need to import it themselves. So they need to get those CSS files on the page and that ends up working fine uh, as well. But uh, yeah, so in any case, you, you have your CSS uh, along with the, the JavaScript that people are gonna import um, and you have it in individual packages. Like I said, I use Lerna, but you could use um, various other monorepo uh, setups. Um, yeah, there's Yarn has a, a workspaces thing. I think NPM even has a monorepo something or other now. Um, I'm not sure what to recommend at this point. It's been about three years since I uh, did anything with the with this sort of thing. But that's what I would do. Um, just make a, a monorepo that uh, packages all all that, or, or has all of these different packages, um, and then reuse those just like we use anything else. Uh, if you want, if you wanted to use Bit Dev, then yeah, you can um, try something like that. Um, but I just found it to work really well to um, make my code reuse the same as everything else. Um, one thing that just occurred to me is maybe you don't want to do this. Is your um, 
components, you don't want to have them be open source. And if that's the case, um, and that's totally reasonable, um, at PayPal, we had our own NPM registry. Um, and so we could publish stuff to that internal registry. Um, I think most companies at a certain scale kind of need to do that. Um, if for no other reason than the stability um, of having your own or being in control of your own destiny. Um, though to be fair, our own NPM fell over a lot more than the real NPM. So there's that for you <laughs> as far as stability goes. But um, yeah, I think that uh, you like another thing you can do is just pay NPM, um, which actually is not a bad option as well so that you can have private packages. Um, and then finally, an option is like just open source it. Um, if it's really specific to what you're doing, then it's unlikely that anybody's going to bug you about it um, and stuff. And you can just say, sorry, this is just for us. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think most companies shouldn't worry about um, people using their UI components. Um, I think that's silly if they do. So that's what I would do is I'd, I'd just say, let's just open source this stuff. Who cares if it's not really all that useful to anybody else. It just makes it really easy for us. Um, I, I would totally, if I were at PayPal and we didn't have a, um, a registry of our own, um, I totally would have just said, hey, we're going to open source this. It, it just makes it way easier for us to consume. Um, so yeah, those are a couple options. I hope that is helpful to you. Um, and yeah, thanks for the question, Brandon. We'll see you later. This has been the Call Kent Podcast. Learn more about Kent at kentcdods.com and get your own questions answered at kentcdods.com slash calls.